you came to do this morning, uh, but I dare somebody in the building uh, to turn loose. Uh, uh, he turned it, praise. Uh, hey! Uh, come on, I've got a reason to shout this morning. Uh, I've got a reason to dance this morning. Uh, hey, come on. Uh, somebody give him a praise in this place. Yes! Uh,
survive you're gonna be blessed I just need 15 radical witnesses in the building I said I'm not just gonna survive but I'm going to be blessed because Jesus said he came that I might have life and not just life but that I would have it more abundantly I just need some believers in the building to give God praise because he's bringing you into abundance. He's bringing you into abundant life. I'm not just going to barely make it. I'm not just going to struggle to get by. 
just gonna barely hang on baby you better buckle your seatbelt because God is taking me higher and God is taking me farther and God is moving me deep I just need about 150 radical people in the I just need about 300 people this morning uh, that recognize it ain't nothing but a setup. Uh, I just need about 300 people in the building uh, that believe it this morning uh, that God is in control. Good morning, Rock Church. My God. I need everybody just take a deep breath. And when you exhale, let it be a praise this morning. Let everything. I said let everything that has breath praise ye the Lord. There's a special blessing for somebody uh, that'll praise him uh, just because you got breath in your body, uh, just because you're alive, uh, just because you're here. Uh, give him a praise in this place. Woo! Did anybody come believe in God for something great this morning? My God, God bless you. You can be seated for just a few moments this morning. I want to take a brief moment to say how absolutely excited I am to see everybody in the house of the Lord this morning. We ought to give God a praise for waking us up. We ought to give God a praise for making a way to be here today. Come on, there's people that wish they could be here. There's people that would like to be sitting where those pews are, but God made a way for you. God, we ought to thank God this morning. Amen. We want to continue to pray for all of those who are not able to be here this morning for the different circumstances that they are working to overcome. We are believing God for breakthrough in every life that is connected to this house. I need somebody to just agree with me this morning. Come on, amen. I'm believing God for breakthrough in every life, every family connected to this house. We thank God. Let's continue to pray that God keeps making a way. We know he will, amen. And to all of our guests, I see some first-time guests in the house of the Lord today. I think we ought to give them a great, big, resounding Rock Church welcome. Come on, if you're here for the very first time, we welcome you. Uh, You may have never seen somebody act like this uh, right after a hurricane. uh, But if you only knew the God that we served, uh, if you only knew the testimony sitting on the pew, uh, you'd be dancing for us. Uh, You'd be shouting for us this morning. Come on, let's give God a praise today. Hallelujah. 
We're so honored to have you here. If you're here for the very first time, you should have received a VIP invitation card. And normally we've got a, a whole VIP room set up, but due to availability of some certain things, we, we don't have that set up today. However, if you have one of those cards and you're here for the first time, we do have a small gift we'd like to give you before you leave. And if you'll just go to our guest relations station out in the lobby right after the service, uh, there'll be somebody there and we've got a small gift we'd like to give you just to tell you how much we appreciate you being in the house of the Lord today. Amen, somebody. Amen. Just a couple of very quick announcements in the way of schedule this week. And uh, as we continue to work through uh, some of the challenges, um, we will resume a semi-normal schedule this week. We will be back here Tuesday night, continuing our holiness series. Come on, it's going to be incredible. Anybody, anybody a witness? You don't want to miss midweek service here, 730. It's going to be an amazing time. Of course, Thursday night will be our midweek prayer meeting again this week. We're going to have the church open for daily prayer this week. And uh, stay tuned for details concerning any other ministry. Those things will be announced uh, via social media and possibly even the mass text that goes out on our software system. So stay tuned for any other details. We want you to know this morning that we are also working with several uh, agencies and, and churches from across America uh, that are working feverishly now and through the weekend to uh, collect supplies for the community. And we anticipate that in the next few days and even in the weeks to come, perhaps even months, that we will be receiving large shipments of, of hurricane relief for the community. And amen. Amen. And we are doing our best to be a central place uh, that can be used to serve our community. And so what I need everybody to do is to just be willing and available. Uh, we don't know exactly for sure when these trucks are coming. Usually we get notifications, sometimes just a few hours uh, to let us know they're on their way. But when they arrive, we need teams of people available to help unload the trucks, help stage all of the supplies, and then we also need help with uh, distributing those supplies to the community. So if you, if this church would be so gracious as to keep an eye on your text messages and on social media, uh, we will give you as early of a notice as possible. But this is a church that knows how to respond right away. Amen? We got to be flexible. And so when you see that come across uh, and, and we're asking everybody to meet at the church at a certain time to receive supplies. Uh, let's, let's just commit ourselves to helping our community. Amen. Let's just commit ourselves to being a light to the community. And uh, we, we do not believe that helping people in the natural and the spiritual are mutually exclusive. It is not one or the other. God has equipped us to do both. Amen, somebody? We're going to hand you some bread and some water and some food to eat, and we're going to pray with you. And we're going to give you the word, and we're going to give you fellowship and encouragement. Amen, somebody. 
Jesus said, don't be afraid of him that's able to destroy the body. The body is, is really uh, one of the least of our worries. But we also understand that he said, when you, when you help somebody, you are showing them the love of God. Amen? Amen. So stay tuned for that. If you are here this morning, and again, we know that everybody is in very similar situations, and uh, most people don't have everything they want right now. Uh, a good portion of us have what we need. But if you are here, amen, we thank God for that. But if you are here this morning and, and you are in an, uh, a, a, a severe situation, maybe you're completely out of food uh, and you have some sort of a need that is that pressing, uh, we do have right now some very limited supplies that we've already received, even this quickly, and we want to get those to people that are in need as quick as we can. So if you are here this morning and you are in uh, that kind of uh, a desperate situation, if you will just find Sister Sloss, wave your hand. She's in the sound booth this morning. If you will just find her after the service, uh, she can help you today. You can leave with some relief items uh, before you leave this house today. Amen, somebody. How many of you are thankful for God's provision? I also uh, want to give a great big thank you. I don't know. Uh, we're, we're, we don't have any internet here. We just, it's a miracle we have power in this building today. Let's just thank God for that. Last year it took, I think, almost 10 days before we had power back at the church. And uh, this is just a miracle that three days after the storm, we have power. We do not have power to the whole church campus. But God made sure we had power to the sanctuary so we could have this kind of church this morning. Amen, somebody. Now, we were going to have church one way or the other. We just may have had to have been battling some fire ants outside while we had church if we didn't have to be able to get in here. So we thank God for that. And, uh, and so uh, we're believing God for res restoration across our entire county as, as quick as possible. Uh, but we also want to say, I, I said all that to say that we don't have any Internet service here. Uh, we did have a cable, but somebody in a big truck with a big bucket came down the road and ripped our internet cable down for us. We, we thanked them for that greatly, for their, their help. And of course, we don't know how quickly that'll be back up. And so uh, we, we're not able to live stream the service, but I think we have the church's Instagram page live right now. So people have some sort of a way to tap in. And if you need to get what God does here to somebody, you can go on and grab that link and text it to them and they can come back and participate and get a word from God today. And uh, one of the things that, and I said all that to say, uh, I hope that this message gets out to them. I've already expressed it in person via text. And, but I want to give a great big shout out to all of the churches that have been so gracious to help us already this week. I think we ought to give a standing ovation. I think we can do better than that. We ought to give a standing ovation and a great big shout of thanks. If they're listening, I want them to hear how grateful. Amen. I, I don't want to miss names of those that have already extended uh, a hand of help uh, Pastor Jeremy Wilbanks in Coleman, Alabama, and uh, Pastor Jerry Rowley in Mississippi. 
uh, Bishop Elder and the church in Pueblo uh, have extended a hand to us. And, uh, our own brother and sister Parker have been a great big help to us this week. And, and, uh, and, and, and hopefully my mind, my memory serves me well before I finish this announcement. But we also had a team of about 25 men showed up. I mean, the, almost the day, two days after the hurricane from Buford, Georgia. Pastor Jordan Copeland and First Pentecostal Church. They came with supplies. They came with manpower, chainsaws, and they worked from sunup to late in the midnight hour, helping our, I think we ought to give God a praise for Pastor Copeland, the church in Buford, Georgia. If you're watching, we love you. We thank you. And on top of that group of people that came down, we had uh, a Brother Hughes uh, that came and drove his RV down and pulled a car. Brother, he came in like a little, uh, like, like a special forces agent. He's got these specialized skills and he helped rebuild a couple of water treatment systems on people's houses. He helped rewire some of the lights out in front of the church from Buford, Georgia. Thank God for that. And then we had a few young ladies from Buford show up to help make food and be helpful. They're with us in service this morning. Would you help me give God a praise for them? Come on, I, they're here in person. We ought to show them some great big love. They took time out of their schedule. They jumped in their vehicles. They're here over the weekend to, to love on us and give us a hand. And we appreciate them so, so very, very much. And... Uh, I forgot the young sister's name. You have to jog my memory. Olivia. I'm sorry, Sister Olivia. Charge that to my head and not my heart. I'm over 45 in the middle of a hurricane. My clutch is slipping a little bit. Sister Olivia was out there with our yard crews. Now, she can't be more than 60 pounds and five feet tall. And she was out working almost all of the men on the teams. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh I just got myself in trouble right there but we want to say thank you to them and, and uh, so many across the country have reached out and we're, we're doing our best to leverage our relationships and uh, to do anything we can to get resources uh, to help the precious people of this church and our community as long and as far as we can reach until we get back to, to, to better than normal. Because we're not going back to normal. We're going back to better. I just need about a hundred of y'all to catch that right there. We're not trying to get back to normal. Normal was yesterday. We're going to better. Anybody else going to better this morning? <laughs> And I didn't get to do it last Sunday because they were gone, but they, 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 they just, I mean, how could you leave your church people in the time like this? Brother Daniel, Sister Moesha said, we're going on a cruise while y'all deal with this. I'm just joking. They were on their honeymoon last week, had no idea, but they're home this weekend. We want to say congratulations. Come on to Brother and Sister Stipes. They're back home this weekend. We love you excited about what God's doing in your lives and uh, so much to be thankful for. I also want to extend a, a heartfelt gratitude this morning 
on behalf of First Lady and myself, to every saint of God in this church that has rallied in this moment in this week, that has rose up in the midst of all of this and showed up, and you've been here and you've been working and you've been helping and you've been helping other people and you've been giving of your time, your talent, and your treasure, not just to the house of God, but to the people of God and to the city that God has called us to. I can't thank you enough this morning, church. I can't thank you enough for all that you've done, all that you're doing, and all that I know so many of you are going to continue to do in this effort. I love you. I appreciate you so, so very much. I wonder if anybody's ready for the Word of God today. <laughs> are you ready for the Word of the Lord this morning? Now, I, I know it's been a crazy week, but I feel some fight inside of me. I feel a level of faith in my spirit that I have not felt in a long, long time. I just need a church that's ready to, to mix your faith with the word of the Lord this morning. Are you ready for God's word in this place? I don't know, but I'm, I'm so bold enough to believe that this morning could be one of the most important services of the rest of this year. Come on, I believe God's ready to meet somebody at your level of faith and hunger in this building today. Are you ready this morning? Amen. Let's stand for the reading of the word. I want to do my best. Uh, of course, we've been here with everybody else working around the clock from, from early in the morning until the wee hours of every morning. And uh, so I do not come to you with a homiletical masterpiece today. But I have been doing my best to assimilate in my spirit some of the things that God has been speaking to me concerning uh, this season and for this church. And so I, I want to do my best this morning, but I need your help to preach with the preacher. Are you ready? Is anybody ready to walk out of this place with new direction from God today? Amen. I want to read one verse of Scripture. The book of Revelation, chapter 3, verse number 7. <clears throat> Revelation, chapter 3, verse number 7. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth, and no man shutteth, and shutteth, and no man openeth. And for a few moments this morning, I simply want to preach. There are some doors that only a hurricane can open. I need somebody to grab the word of the Lord this building. I came to preach to you that there are, how many of you remember this is the year uh, of the open door? I said this is the year uh, of the open door and there are some doors uh, that only a hurricane uh, can open. Uh, I came to preach to somebody uh, that this is your moment, uh, this is your season, uh, this is your opportunity. Uh, if you can see it the right way, uh, 
if you can perceive it uh, the way God is doing it, uh, your door uh, is here uh, and your door uh, is open uh, now. Uh, I just need about 200 people uh, to give God a praise uh, for the open door this morning. Uh, Oh, I need somebody with enough boldness to give God a praise for the hurricane. I know that sounds radical, but I need somebody to go ahead and just dance and thank God for sending the hurricane. Thank you, Jesus, for the storm. Thank you, Jesus, for bringing what we need you right now to throw your hands in the air and give God your best praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the wind. Thank you for the rain. You're sovereign. You're all-knowing. You're all-seeing. And we give you praise and we give you glory and we give you honor hallelujah 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 job said though he slay me yet will i trust him if i gotta go through it god's got a plan if I gotta go through it, uh, God's got a promise for me. Somebody put your hands together one more time and give God a praise in this place. Amen. Amen. You may be seated in this house. How many of you understand this morning that there are some storms that we cannot avoid? Sometimes storms come as part of the natural process of life. Sometimes there seems to be no rhyme, no reason, but the Bible explicitly declares unto us that the rain falls on the just and the unjust. I just need a few Bible readers in the building. We have to understand that just because uh, we have the Holy Ghost uh, and we've been baptized in Jesus' name, that it does not exempt us uh, from the storms of life. Just because you're born again uh, does not mean that you are exempt uh, from sometimes having to walk uh, through some valleys uh, and sometimes having to struggle uh, to get to the mountaintop. And sometimes we are presented uh, with situations and circumstances uh, that are the storms and the rain uh, of living this life. Uh, but the Bible says to me uh, a word that is a promise uh, that although the rain falls uh, on the just uh, and the unjust, uh, I've got a word from God that tells me uh, that the just uh, shall live live uh, by faith. Uh, you 
see, the difference is, uh, is that when we go through the storm, uh, we understand who the master of the storm is. I can't get no help in this Holy Ghost Church. Uh, the difference between the just uh, and the unjust uh, is that when I go through the rain uh, and I go through the storm, uh, I know who I can call uh, and I know who commands the wind uh, and the rain. I just need some help in the building. Uh, I know who holds uh, my life in his hand. Uh, and so let the winds blow. Uh, let the rain fall uh, because I'm living by faith. Uh, and my faith uh, is not in the economy. Uh, my faith uh, is not in politics. Uh, my faith uh, is not in the government uh, or government assistance. Uh, but my faith uh, is in the almighty creator. Uh, my faith uh, is in the one uh, that spoke it all into existence. Uh, my faith uh, is in the one uh, that speaks a word uh, and it happens. Uh, the just uh, shall live uh, by faith. I just need a witness in the building uh, to turn to your neighbor and tell him we're living uh, by faith. Uh, I'm not living by my paycheck. Uh, I'm not living by the job I have. Uh, I'm not living by anything thing except my faith in the God that I serve and my Bible tells me that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen can I just preach to somebody you may not see it yet you may not have the evidence yet but I dare you to let your faith give him a praise anyway come on I've got substance uh, and I've got evidence uh, of what I'm hoping for uh, and what I have not seen. Uh, I'm different than my neighbor uh, because I've got faith. Uh, I'm different than the people across the street uh, because I've got faith. Uh, it might be the same storm uh, but there's going to be a different outcome. I just need somebody to shout over that right there. It might be the same storm, but it's going to be a different outcome. Ah, you ought to give God a praise this morning. The rain falls on the just and the unjust, but the just live by faith. You live by faith. And so in the days to come, in the weeks to come, I charge you in the Holy Ghost, don't take your cues from Fox and CNN. I thought I'd have more witnesses than that in the building. In the days to come, don't let your life be dictated by wink news and by what you read in the newspaper or see on the internet, but lift up your eyes and look unto the hills from whence cometh your help. Your help comes from the Lord. I said your help comes from the Lord. I appreciate the assistance. I appreciate the relief. I appreciate, but if it doesn't come, I've got a God in heaven who sits high and he looks low and I'm standing in the palm of his hand 
Somebody ought to give God a praise. We're going to live by faith. I'm going to wake up every day and trust God. I'm going to wake up every day and give God the praise. I'm going to wake up every day and believe God for it. Come on, who am I preaching to? You got to get yourself up off of the ground and say rejoice not against me, oh mine enemy. For when I fall, I shall arise. I'm getting back up. I'm standing back up. I'm looking back up. I'm getting my hope back up. I wish somebody would get this in your spirit this Sunday morning. We're not like everybody else. The just live by faith. And so when the storm comes, we respond a little bit different. Our first reaction isn't fear, it's faith. Oh, I just need 200 people in the building. If faith... Uh, see... I'm not worried about how much water got in your house. I'm worried about how much fear got in your house. We can get the water out, but somebody needs to cast the fear out this. I said a vacuum cleaner will get the water out, but only the Holy Ghost can help you get the fear out of your house. Somebody needs to stand up this morning and kick open the front door and evict fear out of your house. Evict fear out of your family. Evict fear out of your mind. Evict fear out of your emotions. The just shall live by faith. Somebody give God a praise. I don't care if your fence got knocked down. Is your faith still standing? The insurance company will take care of your stuff, but you better take care of your faith this morning. Come on, somebody, in the name of Jesus. There's a book that I read a while back. The name of the author is slipping my mind. Some of you people that are smarter than me might remember. The name of the book is called Anti-Fragile. I've recommended it to some of you. But the premise of the book is this, that when unexpected tragedy comes, and if you live life long enough, it's not if, it's when. That there are three categories in which people respond to chaos. The first kind of people are what are classified as fragile. Fragile means that when chaos strikes, when hard times come, that they have a tendency to break under pressure. They have a tendency to fall apart when things get tough. They are classified as fragile. And then there is a second classification of people that when the hard times come, they've learned how to buckle down and survive. 
They've learned how to take it on the chin and just keep on living. They, they've learned how to, to get a hold of a mentality that says when the dust clears, I'm still going to be standing. I'm still going to be here. I'm still going to be right where I am. But then there, you see, this is where... This is where most people fall is, is in one of these two categories. Uh, uh, and, and so there are some storms uh, that you cannot avoid. Uh, and I'm going to come back to this. Uh, but then there are some storms, tell your neighbors some storms, that could be avoided. There are some storms that come to our life that could be avoided. I remember one particular text in the book of Acts where the Lord speaks to the man of God and says, you tell them not to sail. Because if they sail now, there's going to be much harm. And so the man of God comes. Now, now, now you've got to just, I don't have time to preach all of this, uh, but somewhere you've got to get a revelation uh, that God wants to talk to you, uh, that God will talk to you, uh, but God never bypasses uh, the, the process uh, of a man of God in your life, uh, of spiritual authority in your life. Uh, God will always validate what he says. Uh, come on, there will never be a contradiction. Uh, and, and so God speaks uh, not to the people, uh, but he speaks to the man of God uh, and says, tell them uh, not to set sail because there will be great fear. And so the man of God comes to them and says, hey, listen, I know you got plans. I know you got stuff that you wanted to do, but, but God is dealing with me. And if you move forward with what your plans are, there's going to be great harm. But the Bible says that they listened to the voice of the shipmaster instead of the voice of the man of God. They looked over and said, oh, what does he know about sailing ships? He's just a preacher. He ain't an expert like he thinks he is. This person's got more education. This person's got more data to back it up. And the Bible says, Brother Albarasin, that the shipmaster looked at the skies and he didn't see any clouds and his little equipment to try and figure out storm predictions said that there was going to be no trouble, even though God said there would be. And instead of listening to God's voice, they would rather listen to a voice that conformed to their own desire and they were so determined and so ambitious to do what they wanted to do that they said we like the report of the sailor better than the man of God and so we appreciate your opinion pastor oh I just love it I appreciate your opinion listen I'm not in the opinion giving business if you want a word from God then I'll give it to you but don't ask my opinion because I I don't give out opinions. We appreciate your opinion, Pastor Paul, but we're going to go ahead and do what we plan to do anyway. And they set sail on the boat, and a tempest called Eurachlodon rose up. And you can read it when you get home. The Bible said that it destroyed the ship, and it destroyed their stuff. And they ended up floating back onto the land, holding on to two-by-fours and pieces of wood 
they lost everything uh, that they could have kept uh, because there are some storms uh, that you could have avoided uh, if you would listen to God, uh, if you would remain submitted, uh, if you would stay prayerful. Uh, there are some storms uh, that could be avoided. Tell your neighbor, there's some storms uh, you can uh, avoid. But I want to preach to you this morning that there are some storms that just the rain falls on the just and the unjust. You can't avoid them. There are some storms that you could have avoided. But I want to preach to you this morning that there are some storms that God sends. I can't get no help in the building. There are some storms that are appointed by God. Oh, can I preach for just a few moments in here? I want to remind you about a story in Matthew chapter 14 where the Bible says that his disciples were in the midst of a storm and the waves were raging and the wind was blowing and the Bible said they feared for their life when all of the sudden there appeared an apparition but beyond what they could see was important what did they hear and there was a voice that came to them uh, that said be uh, of good cheer uh, fear not uh, it is I I could shout over that this morning uh, because the word of God for somebody uh, is be of good cheer uh, you missed it this morning. I said God's word uh, for somebody in this house uh, is be uh, of good cheer. Uh, God's telling you quit walking around uh, with your chin on the ground. Uh, when somebody asks how you're doing, uh, uh, I'm doing all right. Uh, I'm just trying to make it. Uh, I know you're in the middle of a storm, uh, but Jesus said be uh, of good uh, cheer. Uh, why am I going to be of good cheer? because I've got a revelation that God is in the storm. The moment his voice came, it should have registered. We're not going through this by ourselves. I came to preach to somebody. You're not going through the storm by yourself. But God is in this. I just need three witnesses in the building to shout because you're not in it by yourself. God is in the storm. Be of good cheer. Get a smile on your face. Get a pep in your step. Wake up every morning with expectation in your spirit because God is with us. I just need about 300 Holy Ghost filled. There ought to be some men that stand up and your wife and your babies see you shout in this building today. There ought to be some leaders in the house that get up on your feet and start leading your family into the promise of God and start leading your wife and your children into the faith of God this morning. Be of good cheer. That is antithetical to what's happening. God said, I don't want you to respond like everybody else. 
I know most people would be afraid and angry and insecure. He said, I do not want my disciples to respond the same way. I want them to see a paradox when they look at the storm. I want them to look at you and say, how uh, could you be so happy uh, at a time like this? Uh, I just need some Bible students. Uh, be of good cheer. Uh, God, don't you see what's happening? Uh, I want them to look at you and say, how uh, could you have such a great attitude? Uh, how could you say that uh, at a time like this? Uh, there's only one reason why uh, the just uh, live uh, by uh, faith. Uh, and we have a revelation uh, that God uh, is with us. Be of good cheer. I am he. Here's what I want to preach to you. Is that in the middle of this, they're trying to navigate. And Peter says, all right, if it's you, then I want you to do a miracle. I don't want anybody to raise your hand and indict yourself. But I wonder if there's anybody that's prayed this week and said, God, are you in the middle of this? I know you can't say nothing, just smile. God, I, I, I can't see how this could be good. I, I can't see how this could even. God, are you in the middle of this? Let me give you something to chew on this morning. We either believe Romans 8.28 or we don't believe it. Romans 8.28, Sister Tabitha declares that he works all things. He works all things together for the good of them that love God and those that are the called according to his purpose. He doesn't just work some things. He works all things. I just need somebody to start shouting over that right there. He works all things together for my good. Shout my good. The hurricane by itself, it's hard to see any good in lost lives. It's hard to see any good with destroyed property. It's hard to see any good with suffering and pain and all of those things. But if you could zoom out this morning and see what the creator is working on. He's got a recipe that he's putting together. And there's all kind of ingredients that he's working to, to do something good. And God said, I need just the right touch to make this thing happen. And so when he works all things together, he looked over at the table and said, I know what I need. I need a little hurricane in this ingredient. In this ingredient. I need a little hurricane in this recipe to make this thing happen. And while we are fixated on a single point, our God is working all things together. This hurricane is just one part of a major plan of God. And he's working. Working it uh, for your good. Uh, 
I just need a witness in the building to shout because the good of God is coming to your house and the goodness of God is coming to your life and the goodness of somebody give God a praise because he's working it for your good. He's working it for your good. Good. And as you begin to embrace this truth, you start to understand that the hurricane is working for me. I don't know if any of y'all ever had an employee that you were over before. But you just became a boss. See, so about five of you got that this morning. You've always wanted to be a boss. You got boss status this week. You got a hurricane working for you. You got a hurricane on your team. You got the force to shift the geography of a planet working for your. There's about 15 people that get it this morning. You got the force of a hurricane working for you, working for your good, working for your benefit. The reason some of us will miss the blessing of this is because we can't get our eyes in the right place. I'm going to preach this morning. I'm going to dig some of y'all out the rubble. And it's not your driveway. Some of you are stuck in discouragement this morning. And it's time for you to get yourself up out uh, of the discouragement. If you don't break yourself loose, uh, you're going to keep on sinking. Uh, if you don't break yourself loose, here's the key. Here's the key to seeing a miracle in the middle of the storm. Peter, if it's you, God, show me the miraculous. There's only one requirement Jesus had. Look at me. Step out of the boat and keep your eyes on me. Come on, it's so simple, some of you are going to miss it. As long as Peter kept discipline with his focus, he was walking on water. Come on, I just need about a hundred people in the building uh, that say, Lord, uh, if it's you, uh, I want to walk on water through this storm. Uh, some of y'all ain't that radical, uh, but I need somebody in the building uh, to say, Lord, uh, if it's you, uh, let me come walking on the water. Uh, let me put my foot out in the ocean. Uh, let God said, all I need you to do uh, is keep looking at me. Uh, keep looking at me. Uh, The only thing that thwarted the miracle of God is when he got his eyes on the storm instead of the Savior. Are you catching me this morning, Rock Church? Keep your eyes on Jesus and not on the storm. Come on. 
Quit staring at the pictures of your messed up roof. Quit sharing all the pictures of the... Come on, somebody. Quit spending all your time talking about the destruction. Get your eyes on Jesus. I came to unlock something supernatural in the building. If you'll keep your eyes on Jesus, you're about to experience a miracle in the midst of the storm. God's about to demonstrate his power to you in the middle of the storm. Come on, come on, you got a choice to make. I'm preaching to you on the pew. You got a choice to make this morning. Are you going to sink in the water or are you going to let God make you rise above it? Are you going to sit there sulking or are you going to let God lift you up? Lift up your head, lift up your eyes, get your eyes on God. You see, <laughs> there were two types of people in that boat. The rest of everybody were content with just trying to survive. I ain't stepping out of this boat because to them, the boat was their savior. And whatever you perceive as your savior, you're not going to leave it behind. But sometimes you got to let go in order to let God. I can't get no help in the building. Sometimes you got to let go of security in order to find safety. Sometimes you got to let go of what looks like the answer in order to find the solution. Come on. The people in the boat were the second category. These are people that when the storm comes, they, they survive. They're survivalists. I'm going to make it through this. That's the kind of people that were in the boat. I'm, I'm going to get through this. But there is a third category of people. Those second category of people are classified as stable. You have fragile, and then you have stable. Just, just... I'm going to hang on to the last two by four I got at my house. But there's a third category of people that are built different. That they see the chaos and the storm as an opportunity. Sister Pack, she didn't even know what I was preaching. As I walked in the back of the church this morning and the first song was going, she grabbed me by my arms and pulled me up and said, Bishop, the greater the storm, the greater the revival. There's a third kind of people that not only do they not break when the storm comes, not only are they going to survive when the storm comes, but they're the kind of people who depend 
on adversity because they understand that it's the adversity that causes me to grow. It's the adversity. And when adversity comes, they look at it as a chance to become better, to become stronger. They're called anti-fragile. I came to preach to the Rock Church this morning. We're not just surviving, but we're an anti-fragile church. That's why I shout over the hurricane. That's why I'm going to dance over the storm because it means a new opportunity. It means a brand new chance. It means we get to do something that we could not have done before. I need somebody in the building to shout because your miracle is in the storm. Peter, you could never walk on water if it wasn't for the storm. Peter, you would have stayed in the ship if the wind wouldn't have blown. Peter, you would have taken the comfort zone if the storm wouldn't have happened. But when the storm came, Peter said, I got to get out in the storm. I don't want to stay in the boat. Let me walk on the wave. Let me step out in the deep. My miracle's out here. My blessing's out here. I just need somebody in the building to shout for the storm. Shout for your miracle. Shout because the hurricane is bringing your promise. Shout because the hurricane is bringing you to a new level. Shout because the storm is taking you to brand new places. The storm, Peter understood the storm's gonna work for me. The storm brought me closer to Jesus. The storm challenged my faith. The storm caused me to get out of my comfort zone. The storm forced me, Sister Tabitha, out of a rut that I was stuck in. I need some anti-fragile people in the building uh, that got a revelation. Uh, this is why I smile. Uh, this is why I dance. Uh, this is why I'm happy. Uh, this is why I'm not depressed. Uh, baby, I just got a brand new beginning. Uh, I just got a brand new opportunity. Uh, I just got a brand new. Uh, somebody give him uh, a shout of praise. Because uh, there's a blessing uh, in the storm. Uh, there's a miracle in the storm. Your breakthrough is in the storm. Yeah. One of the things that I love, some of y'all ain't heard me preaching so long, you was wondering if I could still preach. I didn't forget. One of the things that captivates me about the story is that he's like, all right, Peter, I thank God, but one in 12 is not enough for what I want to do in my kingdom. 
I need more than one disciple to stand up. Rock Church, we need more than a handful of people to stand up. We need more than just one Peter who's got faith. God's given every one of us the same opportunity. We're all in the same boat. We're all in the same ship. And the same opportunity of blessing that God is giving Peter. God's got it on for you this morning. You just got to be willing to get out of your comfort zone. And get your eyes off the storm. And get your focus back on the miracle worker this morning. And so I love this because he goes to the bow of the ship and he stands up and he looks and shouts. That's your part. He looks at the waves and shouts. No, he didn't go, ah, he said something. He looked at the, I'm going to give you one more chance. He looked at the waves and shouted. No, he didn't shout Jesus. No, no, no. Come on, sis. Tell the people. Come here. No, no, no. Come here. Come here. He looked at the waves and shouted. Peace be still. Now, If you got your Bible in your hand right now and you're following along with the scripture reference, you can find it for them if you want to. You will find out that the word peace is capitalized with a capital P. Now, doesn't that seem strange? Why would you capitalize a word in the middle of a sentence? It's in every transliteration. I've looked at it. Every transliteration has it now yeah see it's even here on the electronic one the word peace is capitalized let me just give you a quick English lesson you only capitalize the first letter of the beginning of a sentence or a proper noun person place or thing that has individual significance in other words You thought he was asking the storm to be peaceful. He was calling the storm by its name. He was addressing the storm and telling it to, you see, you don't have to say the word peace and be still in the same sentence uh, unless you're doing two different things. Uh, Be still was the commandment. Uh, He was giving the commandment to the storm, uh, the storm uh, that was named uh, peace. Uh, He had a name. Uh, The storm had a purpose. Uh, It was the storm uh, called peace. Uh, I came to preach to you uh, that this storm uh, has a name. and a significance. See, you understand that the practice of naming storms goes way back. As they begin to develop meteorolog- meteorological technology, and they were able to start tracking storms before they arrived, they needed a method by which to identify more than one storm at the same time because multiple storms are forming around the world. 
And so they decided to start naming the hurricanes and naming the storms. And so in recent history, we remember hurricanes and storms by their name. And just the name of the hurricane describes a particular experience. Some of you were here for Hurricane Charlie. And just me saying Hurricane Charlie brings imagery and emotions and feeling. There's some of you that can remember a hurricane by the name of Andrew. Anybody remember Hurricane Andrew and the destruction of Andrew? And then there's a few of us here that remember a storm by the name of Katrina that came and did what it was supposed to do. And then some of us remember a hurricane by the name of Sandy, Hurricane Sandy. And then, and then most of us most recently remember the name of a hurricane by the name of Irma that came and visited us. That's some of my young babies. Now you, now I'm talking your language. Uh, we remember Irma, baby. Girl, uh, girl, I know where I was. Uh, couldn't wash my hair for two weeks, girl. Uh, the water was polluted, girl. Uh, woo. How many of you understand this hurricane has a name? And his name is Ian. And you best believe the preacher in me made sure I understood what the word Ian means. And Ian is a Scottish derivative of the Hebrew name John. And the name John means God is gracious. came to tell you that what looks like a disaster God said I put a name on it because despite what it looks like I want you to remember what it name is its name gives it purpose its name describes it and its name is God is gracious Somebody shout the grace of God. Shout the grace of God. It sounds weird, but I need you to talk about it like that. It was the grace of God that was here this week. It was the grace of God that blew through Southwest Florida. It was the grace of God that visited my home. It was the grace of God. Somebody shout. Because of the grace of And here's what God tells is telling me about the grace of God. Paul, in one place, prayed and said, God, I got some stuff that I can't get a breakthrough on. Some stuff I've been believing you for, God. And I, I, can't, I can't seem to get it to open. And he said, I prayed three times. God, would you do it for me? And the answer of God came back and said this. My grace. 
is sufficient for you. Now here's the issue. We often misdefine the word grace as the word forgiveness. Or we like to put this generic term, it's the unmerited favor of God. Grace is not a forgiveness or permission because you are weak that God excuses your weakness. Well, I'm so weak I couldn't help but do the wrong thing. And the grace of God covers me. That is false grace. In one place, the Bible says they have turned the grace of God into lasciviousness. The proper definition of grace is this. Under my own strength, I couldn't do it. But somehow, by the grace of God, it happened. It means that of my own accord and power and ability, I couldn't do it. But God's grace made up the difference. Paul said, I can't get victory over this. I can't get a breakthrough. I can't get the door to open. God, would you empower me? Would you let me have the power? God said, I'm not going to do it for you. But my grace will be sufficient. In other words, the door's going to open. But it's not going to be by your hand. It's going to be by my grace. And so when the grace of God, when the hurricane comes, it came to open a door that I couldn't open myself. I'm going to prophesy to some people in this building. There are some doors you believe been believing God to open. I just need a few witnesses in the house right now. There are some people that have been praying about some doors and you've been frustrated because you've said, God, I'm trying and the door won't open. God, I'm doing everything I can and the door won't open. God, I've done everything I know how to do and the door isn't open. Can I preach to you this morning that God said my grace is going to be sufficient and there are some doors that are so big the only thing that can open this door I'm going to bring a hurricane I'm going to bring a storm see y'all are missing it but I'm going to prophesy that there are some opportunities that some of you have been praying about that could not happen but the hurricane has shifted the entire reality 
of your situation. I'm preaching to you. There are some doors you've been believing God for that have been locked shut. And God heard your prayer and said there's one thing that'll knock that door open. It's going to be the grace of God. It's even going to be named Ian. And when it comes, it's going to blow doors open that only a hurricane could open up. Your entire reality is about to shift. I just need some people in the building. I need you to lift your hands in faith and understand God is working all things together for your good. Come on. There's some things you've been praying about and you can't see it now. But the hurricane is the answer to what you've been praying for. You can't see it right now. But the hurricane and the storm is the answer to what you've been believing God for. You just need to get your eyes off the storm and get your eyes on the miracle. Get your eyes on what God is wanting. Come on, lift your hands. Lift your hands all over this place. God's doing it right now. God's doing it right now. Come on, God's turning it. God's moving that door on the hinge. God's blow. I need somebody to get out of your seat right now and march to this altar with your hands in the air. I need somebody with faith to start moving right now and lift up your hands. There are some doors that only a hurricane can open. There are some opportunities that only a storm will do the work. There are some things that only a storm can bring to pass. Come on, lift your hands. Come on, that's it. Here they come. Come on, jump out of your seat. Get out of your seat, mama. Get out of your seat, daddy. Get your eyes on Jesus. Get your eyes on the hand of God. Get your eyes on the promise of God. Get your eyes on the Word of God. Come on. There's a blessing. Come on, there's a blessing. There's a promise. There's a promise. I want everybody moving as close as you can get right now. Come on, Peter. Get out of the boat. Come on, I'm preaching to somebody. Get out of your pew. Get out of your boat and move in this building this morning. If you'll get out of your comfort zone and get out of your boat, there's a miracle in this altar right now. If you'll move by faith in this house, there is a miracle in the building right now. God said, lift up your eyes and look on me. Lift up your eyes and focus on me. If you look at me, I'm going to cause you to walk on the water. I'm going to cause you to walk. Come on, lift your hands. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. Somebody pray. Somebody pray. Somebody pray. Come on. Come on. that only a hurricane can open get your eyes on the open door get your eyes on the place 
blessing of God. Get your eyes on the promise of God. Yes, he's here. He's here right now. Go.
your eyes off of the waves. Get your eyes off of the storm. And get your eyes on Jesus. Get your eyes on the master. There's a miracle. There's a breakthrough. You're not just going to survive. You're going to be blessed. You're not just going to make it. You're going to be elevated. You're going to prosper.
door you've been praying about.
your eyes on the promise. Get your eyes on the miracle. Get your eyes on what Jesus is doing.